You're listening to Father Lead. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the podcast. When I was <laughs> Here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Father Lead. Connor Bunn alongside Timothy Martin. And uh, yeah, so this is episode five, season two. We're getting closer to Daytona. But before we kick off the show, just like last week, uh, another better way to start the show, I want to send our prayers and condolences to the Andretti family. Um, shortly after we recorded last week's podcast, we lost John Andretti. So um, prayers to the entire Andretti family. From what I understand, he was battling, what, cancer for a while? Yeah, it's been a long time. Years he was battling cancer. Do you ever remember him racing? No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he um, obviously got, uh, what, I think two Cup Series victories, one for Kel Yarborough at uh, Talladega, or no, it was Daytona. And uh, then, of course, the, the I guess the ride he's most notable for was driving the 43 for Richard Petty. And uh, I think I was at that race in Martinsville when he won that race. So uh, he was just a... I mean, what year was, was that? Oh, I was. I mean, it was like in the mid-90s. It was like, you know, mid-90s, mid to like 96, 97, 98, somewhere around in there. But... um he was just a good guy. I mean, he never rubbed anybody the wrong way. I mean, he was just all, always seemed like he had a smile on his face. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I was telling you, like, January, for whatever reason, is, I mean, there seems to be, na- you know, bad news in January when it comes to NASCAR because so many J.D. Gibbs, of course, died in January. Bobby Hamilton died in January. Benny Parsons died in January. John Andretti, of course, passes away in January. So, All not this year, of course. <laughs> but... No, okay, not this year. Um, but some context uh, to our listeners it's uh you know january's not a not a good month and of course um but uh, he he really fought for years so uh, obviously the whole andretti family he's got rich roots with uh with all of those all of those folks for sure yeah january's a, a dark soul kind of month to be honest with you it's like the dark days of winter it's coldest and stuff and you know so january's not not ideal I just don't like the winter time in general, but hey, it's been a good winter though. I mean, we haven't had any snow. Yeah, no snow yet. Thank I God. Mean, so, I mean, I think we're almost. Once we get through February, we're <clears> out. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think. It's well, you say that, and then it'll snow in April, like it did no, here one year. Yeah, but that wouldn't last very long. Yeah, thoughts and prayers also go to Clint Boyer and uh, his his mental state of being after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, for anybody who follows NASCAR closely, they know that Clint Boyer is a bit of a of a party animal. And uh, enjoys to have a few beverages from time to time, and it, it looks like he had a little bit probably, too many after the Chiefs probably, won. I think uh, probably a little bit more than from time to time. I yeah. think that's a, whenever he's not in the car. Uh, I don't know if anybody's heard from him since Monday. So I, I think he's still – by the time we get to Daytona next week or this weekend, he'll – He'll still probably be recovering. So, well, and and you know, obviously the Super Bowl. We watched the Super Bowl. It was a good game. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. I enjoyed enjoyed uh, sitting there and watching the 49ers and Chiefs play, even though I didn't have a dog in the fight. I thought it was a really good game. Um, it seemed like nobody really rode with the 49ers to begin with, and for the first the first three quarters, they seemed like they had it locked up, but just couldn't. It's like the Chiefs kicked it in another gear in the fourth quarter, and the the 49ers just couldn't match them. I know, so. and I don't know why I was so – I mean, I was really rooting for the 49ers, and I don't have a dog in the fight either, but I was, like, so upset that Kansas City won. I don't – and I don't know I don't know how to explain Well, the, the pit lizard personality and the pit lizard persona, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised he came in here tomorrow wearing a 49ers jersey. 
Because we, we know you've got your Blaney jersey racked up for Daytona. Not true. You're I've gonna, got the greatest shirt of all time racked up for Daytona. You're gonna Thank have, you very much. You're going to have to knock the dust off the Chase Elliott hat uh, that you probably haven't put on your head since That's not Darlington. True. That's not true at all. Not true. Yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't seen you wear it. Are you going to wear it down in Daytona? Well, I don't, I'm not going to wear it with – I don't think I'm going to wear it with that outfit. I mean, it's a throwback shirt. I mean, it's a throwback hat. I so. want to go to that flea market or something and try to find uh, – What if they have nothing at the flea market? I might just get a solid. Please white. cut your sound off, sir, while we're recording the for the lead podcast. Well, it was somebody that mentioned for the lead in in a, in a tweet. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, it was you know. Um, it's actually our our friends from Stock Car Spec. Right, exactly. So um, shout out to Stock Car Spec. Actually, dropping their first episode of the year, of the podcast tonight. <clears throat> I have to check that out. Well, I'm wearing you know white tight pants, um, like checkered flag van shoes. I might just get a plain white hat. A plain white hat. Or maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to throw off. I want the whole outfit to look like Winston Cup from, you know, back in the early from the eighties or. I think the shirts from nineteen eighty-eight or eighty-nine. So I kind of want. I don't want to mess that up. Maybe I just won't even wear a hat. No. Got the aviator glasses. Yeah. Well, you need to look up like, you know, Winston Cup official nineteen eighty-eight on Google and see what they look like. I think they wore white Winston Cup hats. Just all white. They had the white ones we had. Or the ones we have white? They were white at one time. Oh no, but they're maroon. I mean, they're yeah, red. but the they were always. I feel like they were always red near the bill and and stuff. This thing is crumbling. It is. It just needs to sit there. That's all it needs to do. Yeah, just on the. T- it's Winston. like all the stuff is coming off on the tire right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, before we really jump into the show, I want to go ahead and uh, mention our social handles that you can follow us on. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can all find us at for the lead um, on those social handles. Social handles once again: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is at for the lead. And you can even email me Holy if you cow. if you uh, if you want to for the lead at gmail.com. I'll be answering your emails all day, every day. Is this is now my full time job that I should get paid uh, more for? But anyways, thank you. Do get paid. Continue. Um, <laughs> so you're not starving. Eight bucks for that red Winston Eight Cup bucks. hat. Oh, man. How fast can it get here? I don't know. Where's that at? Visit. So, we hope you... Well, this been... is some app. You like... Oh. What is that? Offer up for... I don't know what that is, but... Oh, it's like eight bucks. Make offer. Where are they at? They're in I Knoxville, just get Tennessee. One on... Hell, I'll drive to Tennessee to pick them I, up. I would just get we'll one on... on the way. I'd just get one on eBay if I were you. That's like, yeah, that's I don't like think it would be bet. here by next Friday, though. really needs to be here by next Thursday, actually. Yeah. Not Friday, or else you'll be left behind waiting right. on your hat. Gosh. So uh, let's kind of jump right into it here. So we finally have racing returning this weekend after what seems to be, I don't know, was off-season long for you? Off-season be, was kind of like, meh. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I feel like it was yesterday that we were watching the championship race. Um, it's um, been such a busy off-season. You know, we the, the holidays, what, trip to New York, um, yeah. Charlotte. When you think about it, it's been... When you think about it, it's been long, but it really doesn't seem like it's been that long since we've had cars on track, and thankfully this weekend we will once again have cars on track at Daytona, but not only cup cars, we will have ARCA cars on track this weekend. So if you want to watch former podcast guests, Natalie Decker and Haley Deegan in ARCA practice on Friday, and uh, the ARCA race on Saturday. That's right, they're going to be in the race together. Yeah, you can check that out. Um, 
where will that race be televised on? I don't know. I feel like I it's think normally the race, on TV. I think the race is on Fox or Fox Sports 1. Don't quote me on that. But I think practice, you can watch practice on the NBC app. Um, subscription yeah, type Yeah, what's deal? it called? Track Pass? NBC track Pass Track or something Pass. like it's that. Like on NBC Gold, the yeah. app you got to download. It's not. It's a little clunky. It's not – I feel like it's nowhere near – and I wish NASCAR would do this, like the NBA one, you know, what it, you know what it looks like. It's a work in progress. And it's through NBC, so it's obviously not – Fox is not part of it. So, I mean, I feel like eventually with the way technology is in all these sports, uh, you know, doing this – I mean, even though you don't have, you know, 20 different races per weekend with different, I mean, um, soon I think it's going to be one huge NASCAR app on your TV that you can just look through a bunch of different things. And I think even if they put the races on TV, maybe they, maybe they, those are on the app too, like practice and then it goes on the app after practice is over so somebody can i wish it would, I wish they would do that because sometimes I miss practice and qualifying and I want to go back and watch it, but I don't. Um, I don't record it on my on my TV, obviously. So and it'd be cool to see, like you know, every weekend they like follow a driver or something, mm-hmm. and that kind of be part of it, and or or a behind the scenes of NASCAR every single weekend. That would be something interesting to watch. Yeah, I would enjoy I would enjoy like a behind the scenes type deal, and they can kind of go from driver to driver each each week, and um, kind of just play it by ear, you know, which driver they want to follow. So I, I think that would be a a really good idea but like i said the app is a work in progress so i'm sure as the year goes on as time goes on it'll get even better and um there'll be more stuff uploaded on there i really hope that they upload practices and qualifying so i can yeah we're not but we're not going to see that until nbc takes over because fox is not part of that so yeah. their their practices and qualifying won't yeah. be on there every 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 now and then nascar uploads it to youtube um but it seems like it's not every week, though. It seems like I see it like every every few weeks. But nonetheless, cup haulers arrive in Daytona tomorrow night, so and a I lot know of you're excited. A lot of them are are packed up and ready to go. So I mean, you're way more excited than I get. I mean, you're you you're super excited to watch practice and stuff. I know you. Are. Well, because I you, you pay attention to that stuff because it sets you up for right, what, yeah. for the race. So I I hate going into watching a race without watching at least one practice or qualifying because then I feel like I missed out on a whole bunch of stuff throughout the weekend. I feel like through like halfway through the race, like the first half of the race, I'm just trying to catch up on what happened all weekend. And then I'm really able to like piece it together with the race. Um, but that's just the kind of fan I am. I mean, I'm just so engulfed in uh, <laughs> everything NASCAR that it's uh kind of sucks for me to miss watching a practice. I remember last year when I was in, in college, I would sit there at work um, when I had a work study job and I would like live stream the MRN version of the practices while I was working on Fridays. Mm. So, uh, dedication, dedication to your craft. I mean, it's, it's here. I mean, it's here. Yeah. Obviously racing's this weekend and then we are heading to Daytona. Yeah. Um, Saturday though is the first time that, that cup cars will take the track. They won't be on track, um, at all on Friday or, or tomorrow, despite the haulers arriving. So they'll take, They'll take track on uh, Saturday at 11.30 for clash practice, and then following that will be back-to-back Daytona 500 uh, practices at 1.25 and 3, and then following the 3 o'clock practice will be the ARCA race, and then following that will be cow. will be a Bush Clash uh, qualifying drawing session, uh, you know, where they draw for the, um, you know. Starting spots. Yeah, starting yeah. spots, thanks. So busy, busy weekend at the track this weekend. And then Sunday, of course, is qualifying, and then the clash. Yeah, so that's that's the biggest day of the weekend 
Um, and I, I think I uh, just read that there's you know entry list is 43 now. So three drivers going to go home from the Daytona 500. From the Daytona 500, but I believe there's only like 18 drivers in the in the clash. In that right. Race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's all the stars. There's nobody. Yeah. I think the only person that's eligible that's not in the race was Daniel Suarez, right? Um, um, yeah, but they opted out. Yeah, right. To they're, not yeah, they're you know he's he's not running it. Um, but uh, I mean that's going to be last year's clash was just a snoozer, and then they had the big wreck. Jimmy wrecked Paul Menard, and then well, yeah, the rain and came. It was a rain delay. It was a horrible. And, you know, there's there was that like uh, what is it twenty laps in? There's like a like a caution, so the guys yeah. don't even race and such a letdown. So it it's kind of for the fans who. For the fans in Florida who don't get to go to the Daytona 500 and really bank on a great experience at the Clash, last year I can imagine how disappointed they were. I mean, it was disappointing to sit there and watch on TV and then have to fear all week that uh, potentially that's what we were going to see on track on um, for the Daytona 500 like we did the Xfinity race on Saturday. I had said all along I didn't think it was going to be like that because you're going to have more cars and the weather was going to be better and and stuff like that, and guys just wouldn't race that way. Well, and if you um, looking at the forecast for this weekend, looks great down there. A little bit cooler too. Friday is going to be sixty eight, partly cloudy. Saturday sixty six, uh, so no sunny in sixty six. No weather problems this weekend. Sunday for the clash and qualifying seventy two, partly cloudy. And then we get into um, whew, oh boy. What's day, what's 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 race day for the five hundred look like? That's all we care uh, about. Eighty percent chance of rain. An eighty percent chance of rain has moved in. Eighty percent chance of rain now, and seventy nine. Mm. Uh, but again, this is very early. We're what are one we? day yesterday? Wasn't it ten yeah, percent? Yeah. What well, was moved up to Friday yesterday? Remember, it was Friday was when there was going to be rain. So now Friday is partly cloudy. Saturday is partly cloudy. Sunday is eighty percent chance of rain. Monday is a forty percent chance of rain. So you know. Hopefully that'll again, push out. Again, this is a long way away. And it's Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. Florida weather uh, changes from like know, a five You know, Monday or Tuesday. Let's, let's look at it again Monday, Tuesday. Podcast. I mean, we look at it next week, Wednesday, when we do the podcast. That'll be pretty much what the forecast is going to be. But, hey, I know you don't want rain. I don't want rain at all. But the good news is, is it's not like, you know, we are somebody who's got to be back here at that moment, you know, it's not like yeah, we're going to miss but, the race. We're not going to miss the race. We could potentially see an all-night race Daytona 500. That would be pretty cool. No, no. When? When all-night race? Well, I mean, if it rains all day and they push the race to like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. on, mm-hmm. on Sunday, or it could be, my guess is Monday, they could potentially do the same thing they did. What year was it? When, uh, when 2012. They, yeah, they, it could be another night race. So, I think that'd be trash. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. There's still ten plus days, and, and and forecasts change like crazy. I mean, this is not. I yeah. Mean, again, look, I've looked three days in a row, and it's been something different. So. Well, I think it'd be trash if it's not run on Sunday. I'd hate to see it pushed to Monday. That just kind of take. That just kind of takes the. Okay, we'll come home. We'll come home. We'll come home. Then. Sounds good to go. me. We won't go. Jeez. Yeah. It's just it's just not the Daytona 500 if they run it on Monday. Uh. Monday afternoon. It's like it's just not the, it's not the same. I, I hated it when they ran it in 2012 on Monday night. I was just to me that was corny. I just want you to. And have, then it ended at 2 a.m. Right. I I wouldn't necessarily be happy with that, but I just want you to go into it knowing I don't have any control over what happens. So please don't take any of this out on me. Well, anyways, so this past Friday was the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, 
induction ceremony. A lot of the former Gibbs guys, Tony Stewart, Terry, excuse me, Bobby Labonte, and Joe Gibbs got inducted alongside Waddell Wilson and uh, Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker. So congratulations to those guys going into the Hall of Fame. Um, I think everybody, I think they saved the best speech for last. Tony Stewart was the best speech, notably him um, thanking all his past ex-girlfriends. Yeah, that was... Um, you can always count on Tony for witty little kind of comments and stuff like that. So it was it was a good induction ceremony, I thought. It was very sincere. Bobby Labonte was pretty emotional. Tony Stewart was funny. Joe Gibbs uh, never disappoints when he gets up there on the mic. And I tell you one thing, Bobby, Bobby, you know, a lot of his speech he spent talking about his relationship and how much he owes where he is to Terry Labonte, his brother. Um, and his brother came out and put the ring on his finger and Bobby handed him like a $20 bill or something, continuing to pay him back for all that he's done for him in his, in his racing career. But they certainly have a tight bond. And I mean, I remember, you don't remember this obviously because you weren't alive, but I can remember 1996 when Terry Labonte won the championship at Atlanta, Bobby Labonte won the race. And that was so, that was so ironic. And they went around side by side for an entire lap. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool, and both of them to be champions, both of them to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I'm not sure that we would see that type of enthusiasm from. Uh, I don't know that there are brothers that are as close as those two are in the sport uh, since them. Really, um, you look at Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch. I mean, yeah, I think their relationship has grown. Um, Later in their careers, I think you certainly see Kurt showing up in victory lane a little bit more when it's a big moment and, and giving his brother a hug. Certainly Jeff Burton and Ward Burton, not sure they're on the same page with uh, with racing and their philosophies and those types of things. So there you go. Yeah, I, I never really got to see Bobby and, and Terry race together when they were both at their primes, which was like back in the 80s and 90s. I was never around for that but i i did watch some races growing up um i mean terry ran up until like what i mean he ran for a while there i mean obviously it, oh, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything and great he, so did bobby uh and, you know bobby once bobby left the 18 car obviously it, his career i remember him from the 43 that's when i started oh, yeah, watching man, when he was gosh. in the 43 yeah and, and that's not a good thing to remember um because i mean he, he struck after he won the championship i mean they had some okay years and then they kind of fell off a cliff with the 18 and then he eventually left and then he he obviously never his career never rebounded yeah. terry stayed in the five car for quite a while and actually got i believe it's the 20 am i is it am i thinking the right year maybe i'm not it's like he won the southern 500 that was his last win and it was like a great win and it, but it was years after he'd won in that five car and he got i think he was leaving the team after that season and he got a win in the southern 500 um, and he hadn't won in a few years. So that's that like was, Casey Kane when he won Indy in yeah, 2017. That was really, really cool to see. So, I mean, and then Terry did a – he never ran – I don't think Terry ever ran full-time after he left the five car. Um, Where did he go from there? He just – I think he did a retirement, kind of a few race schedule helping helping drivers out. He mm. never never did any, any – any, and obviously never had any success. But um, – I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Terry Labonte and, and Bobby Labonte are, are – they've got a lot of history in the sport. I think Terry's got a lot more iconic moments than Bobby. Bobby was a lot more low-key. They were both low-key, but – Both champions. Though. Both champions, and you, but you've got those Terry Labonte moments that stick out at Bristol 
where you know him and yeah. Earnhardt were going at it and, and coming across the line and, and and of course that last win that that he had now the really I'll be honest the Bobby Labonte moment that stands out to me wasn't even a win it was an almost win driving the 18 FedEx car in the Coke 600 and it was a photo finish at what was it with him and Jimmy Johnson oh yeah in 2003 four yeah and I think that may have been Bobby's last year with the 18 car FedEx Jason Leffler had missed the race so FedEx. Uh, obviously they're paying a lot more than interstate batteries. Mm. So Gibbs put FedEx on the car and Bobby almost won that race. And he was so mad. Well, and then there's that other Bobby Labonte moment. Uh, and we've talked about this uh, where um, he's back. Bobby Labonte is back. You know what I'm talking about? Brad Darter, Br- Brad Darty, Darty, Doherty, Doherty. Uh, when he Trevor Bain winning the Daytona 500. And oh, Bobby Labonte and Bobby was in the second. 47. That was kind of the last great moment for Bobby, Bobby Labonte. back. Yeah, Bobby's wow. back. And then there was that race, I think Junior won at Talladega, where Labonte had the lead going to the white flag, and then he got hit and flipped upside down on the backstretch. Um, and, and you know, so those huh. are those are some some classic uh, moments that stick out in Bobby. Not a, he you know, won the Brickyard 400, never won the Daytona 500, but, you know, well, I think he, what, he only had maybe 18 cup wins or something like that. But, uh, I mean, he was very consistent. He he could have won the championship in 99 if Jarrett hadn't have been just completely consistent and finished in the top ten in every race but, like, four. Um, Bobby was right there in second and then won the championship in 2000, beat out Dale Earnhardt. Wow. He was in Dale Earnhardt's way from that eighth championship. Wow. So if Bobby Labonte hadn't have been there, Earnhardt would have had eight championships going into 2001. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy to think that two brothers want to both won championships and arguably the toughest time in the sport where you you had, for lack of better words, you had to be a badass and you had to be able to get up on the wheel and, and drive it when you're going up against guys like Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett and, and Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon. I mean, you you had to be. I mean, you you won a championship back then. You earned it. A lot of guys who win championships nowadays. I think uh, the. I won't say the majority of the fan base, but there's a large part of the fan base that's like, meh, they didn't earn it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so. we, we've, and we've touched on this. Ryan Newman could have won the championship in what year? Um, not winning a race. He could have won the championship. Like when, he would not have when, when guys When guys won championship by 200 or 130-plus points minus Richard Petty, because we all know how I feel about Richard Petty's championships and how illegitimate they are. I'm talking about Jeff Gordon. When guys won championships by that big of a margin – was there anybody in their mom who said, didn't deserve it, didn't earn it? You earn it. The only driver that I can think of, and I, I, I totally agree with everything you say, are saying, but the only driver, Kenseth? yes, it's Kenseth. In 2003, because he only had one right. win. Yeah, it's Kenseth, but he was so consistent. He's capping I mean, consistency. Jarrett would have been so, I mean, Jarrett only finished, Jarrett had more top 10s in, in 1999 than Matt Kenseth did, but he won four races. Um, and what Kenseth win? Just one? Yeah, one win. But, you know, I, talking about this and, 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 and talking about how great that it makes a champion to go through the whole season, I mean, that was – that system was the from, you know, 2000 to – when did we start the playoffs? And not the new one, but the Kurt Bush winning that first playoff. 2005. Right? So that was 2000. Or 2004, Kurt Bush won. Oh, was won. it 2004? Yeah, 2004. So, so half of that year was the old way. The other half was – the new way or the the old new way mm-hmm. um but then the sport kind of started to go downhill because the early 2000 2005 was like the most popular time in the sport you just kind of wonder if the changes to make the sport so much more exciting didn't 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 actually hurt the sport 
Yeah, I mean, my guy would be sitting with a couple more championships. Jeff Gordon would have a couple belt. more, too. Jeff Gordon would have a couple more. So, it's a, I don't know, it, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a, for the sport, it's like you're in between a rock and a hard place because you want to put on a better show on the track. And, you know, guys like Matt Kenseth were consistent, but, you know, it's kind of like. Well, and that's what triggered that whole playoff right. system was that, it's that like run. You want to make wins more valuable than just running top five. Every, I mean, getting a top five every week is tremendous, don't get me wrong. But from perspective of the fans and, you know, a NASCAR perspective is everything, not winning but one race, it doesn't look the best. Here's so. a question that's an interesting one that I don't think we've ever actually asked in this way have they made winning where it's too much no because you can you can get to that final race and you can have a bad race and you don't win the championship there's flaws in the system but you can never win you can never win enough because we're approaching we're approaching an era or we're approaching with the system we have now in NASCAR, where championships are meaning less and wins are meaning more. Wins attached to your name are meaning more than championships because of the system we have put in place. You know what I thought about, I'm, I'm, and I'm probably taking this whole show off a cliff right now, but I was thinking the other day um, of, of, of a way to change up the whole season where you have, this is, I know this is, this is like my, this is probably like my run a 500 mile race in a 500 mile straight line, but it's like you have you have different um, the fields broken up into like four or five different groups, and they go out and they race you know at different different tracks not at the same time, and they accumulate points, and then so many from that that group end up getting into the in, in, end up getting into the final group that goes for the championship over a certain amount of races. That makes sense. What the hell did you just say? I mean, it's kind of like I don't know what that. It's kind of like turning it into other sports where you're running like five or six races on a weekend, and you're running them back to back at different tracks, and and you know one group's running at this track, another group's running at this track, and they're having their own points battle within that group, and then whoever's like top five in all of those groups end up at at the last ten races running for the championship, and the rest go home. That's never going to happen. But that, I that's still don't just... know what the hell you just said. So we're going <laughs> to shift gears here. Um, so we put a, a poll today on Twitter, and we had asked you guys what you wanted us to debate on um, later in this podcast as we were, you know, kind of sitting gathering thoughts of, you know, what, how could we make this podcast entertaining for you guys? And I'm pulling up the poll right now. Um, for just some, as, yeah, for whatever reason, I couldn't vote. Yeah, it wouldn't Timothy, let me vote. Yeah, Timothy, Twitter and Timothy, Twitter was like, uh, nah, we yeah, don't, not, we don't want your opinion. Why is your internet being so slow right now? I don't know. It is not loading for Twitter. Okay, let's try this again. And I just logged on to the email, and there was no email from you guys. So email me, guys. I, I, I would greatly appreciate reading through your emails, whether you hate what I say. I just got a security alert. Security alert <laughs> from you. I, I signed into the fellow lead. Yeah. Oh well. All right. It's just a different IP address. That's what it does. All right. Here we go. So I'm I'm pulling up the poll on Twitter now. Put it out about six hours ago, and the poll was what what you guys wanted us to debate tonight on the episode, and it was Kyle Busch versus Richard Petty, weekday races, which is I'll be honest, it's what I voted for, sixteen versus twelve playoff drivers, and prime Jimmy Johnson versus prime Richard Petty. And uh, I guess I'm officially ending the poll right now. So if you're listening tonight, 
you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you're listening tomorrow or a later date, you know, you might be behind, but that's okay. Um, so it looks like it's 64% of the vote. Wow. 16 versus 12 driver playoff field is what we will be debating on later in the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, before we take a break here and getting get into our NASCAR nuggets, I want to mention, I forgot to put it in the notes, but I want to mention kind of some stuff we got for uh, the studio oh, yeah. this past weekend when we went to Canada's Hobby Shop, which we mentioned last week on the podcast. Um, so right, right here to my right, we have, we didn't get this from Canada's. I got this, um, it's a steering wheel straight off Timothy Martin's DNF car on heat four. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a real looking steering wheel. I it, mean, that's, it is. Where did that come from? Um, it is that came, your brother's? No, it came, I got that at a car meet, um, off a late model. Oh, that's yeah, in 2009. Cool. I got it for 10 bucks at, uh, the Berglund center at the time when oh. they had big car meets there. Mm-hmm. And behind me is... A swerving Ernie Irvin. I swear I had that in my room. Um, now that I'm looking at flag it. that we got. I don't know how much you paid for that. And it's one of those. It's not. Is it? It's not really called a. Don't think if you're listening. Don't think of the standard flag. This is one of those. It's like a banner kind of. Yeah, but it's like deal. a big triangle. It's like a skinnier triangle. Long. What are they called? They're not called flags. What are they called? I don't know. But it's kind of made of cloth. Yeah. And it's it's uh you know it's it's on the wall. I'm sure a lot of you who've listening I, have had this type banner slash flag they in don't your make room. These, they don't really do those anymore. But what what one thing that it reminds me of is in Rockingham after Earnhardt died, they gave every single fan an uh, Earnhardt yeah, one. An Earnhardt one, yeah, yeah. And, and behind me on the wall, we got a few more number stickers. So we got a 1998. Jeff Gordon, Winston Cup champion sticker. We got a forty-two. I don't know who's for, is that a was, Kyle, I, Kyle Petty forty-two. I believe he won in one year before he left uh, that team before Sabco's. What you know, it was that paint scheme. So right. I think because otherwise it would have been like Sterling Marlin, and that's not hmm. Sterling was would not have. He was in a different. Well, no, um, no, it was earlier drivers than that. It's Kyle Petty. All right, and then we got a Mark Martin six sticker yeah, that's up like there on the wall, or... and probably one of my favorite things we have for the studio. We got over to my left. It is a Budweiser Bill Elliott Junior Johnson and Bill Elliott Budweiser NASCAR racing team poster, and it's got him the Bud card. It looks like some Winston models, or is that Bud models? No, they're Bud. Uh, they're Bud models. Bud Budweiser models. That he's with with Junior Johnson. Right. Uh, I don't know what year is that from, but that that's iconic right there. That's like from 1990 or 91 or that's, 92. That's pretty Probably classic. 92. And Kennedy's had a stack of them, oh, too. Oh, and we got, like, postcards from drivers. Oh, yeah. So we, like, uh, what? I, I what love Michael Waltrips. I just love that car. I would love to drive that car. Well, they got it on heat. Um, Blaney's. Right. But, I mean, the, the way that looks, the way the car is even yeah. built. So we got a Morgan Shepard slash uh, Ward Burton, number nine, Texas Bush Pete. Series. Texas Pete ride. We got uh, the Michael Waltrip. Man, when he had the mullet, mullet Waltrip, mullet Michael, um, when he drove the 30 pins oil car. And uh, we got a 1992 Wood Brothers Racing Morgan Shepard 21 Sitgo. You're car. also forgetting. Um, you got a Skittles yeah, hat. I'm not. No, I'm not forgetting. Um, the, my favorite two items that were picked up were a 1998. Ernie Swervin Irvin Skittles Racing hat ah. that we got for two dollars and ninety five cents, and we got and I got a uh, nineteen ninety five Jeff Bodine number seven X side ride um, jacket for Thunderbird jacket. And you're forgetting one more thing. 
that number seven up there on the wall that it's like a oh it's like a hard plastic seven championship and it's shaped like a seven cut out like a seven and it's for Earnhardt's seven championships that's that's iconic too because I remember seeing those we got all of that for less than like it was like it was under like I think it was under twenty five the jacket was fifteen the hat was two ninety five. And they have a stack. And they have, yeah, sets. they have a stack. And so we talked about going back, buying now up I all the hats. Now I can wear hats. I can wear hats now with my hair the right. way it is Right, and now. We, we talked about buying up all the hats and yeah. then selling those. Yeah, might be a good idea. Let us know if you guys want a, I don't know, that might you be a good You could buy idea. up all the hats, and that'd be good to do in the vlog. Go and give, a retro, give retro hats to people at Daytona. That might be a good idea. That might be a great idea. Would that be awesome? You know they or one race and, we go and to. You could this pick year, out. Please. You could pick out the fan. You would know fans that are going to accept those hats. I mean, there are definitely or fans that, that will you guys, accept those hats. If you guys, for the leaders, point us out at the racetrack, which we often run into you guys at the racetrack. If you guys run into us, you might end up walking away with the 1998 Swerve and Ernie Irvin. Right. Oh, I can't remember hat. what other ones they have. We should have taken a picture. Oh, I had a bunch more. Yeah. I almost want to go back. I know. I mean, could you? Just oh, I know like they had thirty bucks and get. Yeah, ten hats. They had they had um a Terry Labonte white Kellogg's one. Um, oh yeah, they had a few. I feel like they had a few. Yeah, they had some mellow yellow ones. Kyle oh, Petty. Right. Man, they had a bunch of great stuff yeah, there. Mean, We're gonna have to go to Canada a lot this buy, year. I need to get those hats. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna... I, and because the reason why I want to get those hats is because I, I gave away so many hats when it's unbelievable I was going through and moving and, and moving into this house. I just. Um, I need to, I need to re up oh on my hats. Gosh. I got that one, but I want to get a want to get another one too. That I can. I but can those wear. would be. I mean, I just want to buy them to have them. Yeah. And then you could give give some of away. We could do social media contests. And well, give I'd away. love to do a giveaway. Yeah. We could do a giveaway. But I think it would be cool. cool to like have you walk up, look look at some ret- find some retro fans from a distance that we know are dressed retro. Yeah. And walk up and you know and say you know have on video giving them the hats. They'd probably be so excited. I'd love to do that. We might have to do that. So stay tuned for a possible giveaway, and or if you see see us at the track, we might have a stack of hats. Right. To give away to you. So stay tuned for that. But uh, we're going to have a bunch more after we come back from break. We're going to dive into our NASCAR Nuggets, and uh, we're going to debate on a 16 versus 12 driver field for the playoffs. So all that and more. Stay tuned right when we come back from this break. Roll it. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. All right, welcome back to this episode of For the Lead. Uh, we enjoy you guys tuning in so far whenever you're listening. Uh, I oftentimes find my mom, I'll be getting out of the you shower. Or I'll be, because it's weird on? to is me. Is it still going on though? Yes. Um, I'll get home like really late at night sometimes, like 1230, and I'll walk to my room, and my mom's room is right across from mine, and it's like pitch dark in there, and she's asleep, but the podcast is playing on off of her phone, so that's... uh. And cool. she got a taste. I know it was Super Bowl Sunday, but she got a taste of good old race food for me. Yeah, took her no, a plate of no macaroni. Telling, no telling what, what condition her stomach's took in. Took her a plate of uh, some of my homemade macaroni salad, baked beans, and Ruffles potato chips. Last time we had that, we were at Darlington. And uh, What she, a trip uh, that was. Uh, I really, as much as I enjoyed like the experience i never want to experience anything you never like want to go again. back to darlington no oh. yes i just don't want to that was a 25 hour trip yeah 
there's no way. You I know mean, how you know. And again, we go back to this, but I got screwed over because. I was only allowed to sleep for like 45 minutes at a rest stop. You, knowing you weren't going to go to work. I didn't know and that until I, I was, slept for hours. I didn't, I didn't know that until I woke up like in the middle of the drive and was like, nah, I ain't going to go oh to work tomorrow. Oh my God. I just, just thinking about that makes me cringe. Which you, you really milked it the next day because I got home. We got back, we got back here like 7 a.m. on Labor Day. And I, I went home and I fell asleep for like three hours. Got up, showered, and I felt great. And, I didn't hear from you until like five or six that afternoon, and even when I came over here to do the podcast, you like looked like death, and you were like, "I, I feel okay, like, you I feel slept, like crap. but that's the difference. You say you I got three like, hours of sleep, you I got like eight crap. hours of sleep. You slept all the way all the way in the sleep, car. Sleeping in a car is Damn. is nothing. Okay, when you got your mouth open snoring, what do you mean it's nothing? I, <laughs> that was a deep sleep. There's no evidence of that. <laughs> um, okay, well I will get some evidence next time. Anyways, you know they yeah. have an app. Uh, we're just talking about sleep, but you know they have an app that you turn on, and it will tell you. You look at it when you wake up, and it will tell you when you snored, and you can hear your snores. It will tell you when you talked in your sleep, and it will play what you said in your sleep. Um, you know those types of things. Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't know if I would want to partake in that app. <laughs> um, I just enjoy quality sleep. I try and get good sleep every yeah, night. Yeah, typically it's when I'm driving back from a race, always, and it's always at night. Well, I bet if we had some rowdy energy, we could have powered through that trip a little bit better. We have yet to try rowdy energy, and you every day you put it off ordering it, no, and you, I'm demanding that you order it right now. Okay, on the podcast. when when have you reminded me to order it? When I every told you to single day you did I not talk tell about me, it. Did you talk about it? You didn't say order it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I need to order that tonight. Oh, I need, I, you know, maybe I'll order that tonight. It's been like that for a week now, and we've yet to order rowdy energy. Um, everybody says it's, it's pretty good. I, I can't wait to try it. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant because I don't want you to try it because you then you like may it? like it and then that know. becomes a problem. But I'm not a big energy drink person. <laughs> because so. they don't have it in the stores. That not means yet. you have to order it in bulk. In not bulk. yet at least. So, you know, you liking rowdy energy could be a huge, huge financial issue. I don't know. I, I'm i not a big energy drink guy. I mean, I'll have a Red Bull every now and then. but well, You've been uh, drinking those a Kind of often here lately. Well, I drank one on Saturday because I was feeling one. tired, and we went Super to Canada's, and I had to go to work, and then I asked you to grab me one, a small little 8-ounce Red Bull, and you grabbed me the big 16-ounce. You didn't say that. Well, that was implied. Um, uh, when I when I come down pit road and tell you four freshies and a splash of fuel, I don't mean two tires. Oh, you saying that, something else that, that we should talk about in this podcast at some point, wherever you want to put it in, is, is what – uh, Days of Thunder. Um, oh yeah, we went yeah. back and watched that movie last night. And if, if you want to talk about that now, we can. Um, well, what is there to say about it? It's a great movie. Oh, I know, but it's just again, if you haven't seen that movie, uh, there's some such some iconic scenes. The crash on pit road where he just noses it in head yeah, first. Yeah, that that's that's my favorite part. And when then he crashed on pit road after what Russ Wheeler wins the race and wrecks him, he goes tells him to put four tires on the car. Oh, the race is over. And then he gasses it out of pit road and just T-bones the 18 as he's taking his victory lap. Ironic that that's the 18. Yeah, really ironic that, that it's the 18. But uh, shifting gears here, we talked about the Hall of Fame a little bit, but NASCAR announced today that they will only induct three members per year um, instead of the five starting in 2020, two members from the modern era ballot and one from the pioneer ballot. Um, but my question to you is, does this make Junior a lock for the Hall of Fame next year? I don't know, and I think this is really big news. I mean, I, think I this like is this move. Really big. I think we're put, the rate we're putting in people in the Hall of Fame, Tyler Reddick well, will be in there in three I, years. What I read was, um, I was reading some of um, 
uh, I don't think it was Winston Kelly. I think it was uh, someone else. Um, the reason why they did, according to them, the reason why they did five initially and for all these years was because the Hall of Fame started so late in NASCAR versus other sports. They had a lot of catching up to do is what they said. So they feel like now they're at a point where they've caught up and now they can slow slow it down a little bit. Um, uh, so I will say... I like the move. Oh, I like the move because too. we're putting yeah, it, the yeah, rate yeah. we're putting people yeah. in the Hall of Fame is and, kind of getting and we absurd. We talked about. I think they listened to the podcast last week and then made this uh, made this announcement because um, we we talked about this last I mean, week. We are NASCAR's number one podcast. It's only fitting that we have NASCAR execs backed monitoring by factual evidence. It is backed by factual evidence. Um, but so it's I, only right. I know, that, and I and I'd love to see some of the new name, uh, like some of the names that are voting now. Uh, have been added to the voting panel. Rick Hendrick, Richard Childress, Dale Jarrett. They're Who's all been on the voting panel though? It's 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 past Hall of Famers and and media members and those types. of Media things. members. Yeah. I, hope, I hope to hell Jennifer Fryer doesn't get a vote. I don't believe that she was on there. Um, but like Ken Squire, people like that. Okay. Um, I think maybe even Dick Bergren. Maybe 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 not. Dick Bergren? Yeah, maybe. maybe he still not. has something to do with the sport. No. I miss Dick um, Bergren. He actually got a big award uh, recently. Really? Remember we saw? Remember we were like, "There's Dick Bergren." We were watching. Oh, it was. It was the award show. Um, they they gave him some. They gave him an award. They gave really? him the the media award at the uh, at the Hall of Fame thing mm. that they went back and showed. Uh, um. I mean, I really want to see a list of the names so, so I know about, about Junior. And I'm looking at, like, here's, here's something from 1993, back when I was watching. So Daryl Waltrips, he's in it. Terry Labonte is in it. Ricky Rudd is a guy that is, is not in it, but he's somebody that's potential. Gordon, Jeff Gordon is in it. Ken Schrader, not in it. He ever, all the races, Schrader is one. I mean, it's not, not one, but run. It's not just about NASCAR Cup Series. Um, Jared is in it. Phil Parsons, no, he's never in My- Harry Gant. Is somebody that I think deserves to be in it. My beef is, why don't we have Mike Stefanik in the Hall of Fame? That's right. Already? You mentioned him. What was it I mean, last the, week? Yeah, I mean the guys won right. nine championships throughout the sport and tragically passed away in a helicopter or a plane crash this past year. Um, and it's a, it's a shame when he does get elected in the Hall of Fame, because I believe he will be in the Hall of Fame at some point, that he won't be there to accept that after his illustrious career. But how Mike Stefanik is not in the Hall of Fame is just beyond me right now. I think they're tr- they're trying to get all the cup drivers that they felt deserved to be in it um, in there. And, you know, there's only been, I mean, cup drivers, crew chiefs, engine builders, but, I mean, look at Ron Hornaday. Um, you know, he was kind of one of the few exceptions. There's been a couple other exceptions not in the cup series. But look at some of these other names. Like Ernie Irvin. You think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Swerving Irvin? Hell yeah. Won the Daytona 500. Certainly was poised to win the 94 championship before he was he was critically injured. Um, here's another name. Jeff Bodine. Daytona 500 champion. Um, you know, it, Best pace car driver out that's, there. That's a potential name that could be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Bill Elliott, of course, in the Hall of Fame. These are all from like 1993. Uh, Mark Martin's in the Hall of Fame. Sterling Marlin, Hall of Fame, two-time Daytona 500 champion. He's right got a good, got a good case. Um, m- m- you know, we talked about you know Morgan Shepard. No, not likely to be in the Hall of Fame. Michael Waltrip. That's a shame. Michael Waltrip, down the road, Hall My, of Fame, two-time Daytona 500 champion. Michael Waltrip down the road, absolutely, I would I'd put him in the Hall of Fame. And then, uh, just but some, not before uh, guys like Mike Stefanik, right? Like, and, and no I think offense we, to right. To Mike. No, I agree with you. And we talked. We talked in the past, like Kyle Petty. 
Nope. You know, he's never won a big race. Only won like only, eight only races. Be, only because he tried to big um, body my guy. Only really had like three really, two really competitive seasons. Yeah, only be, only because he tried to big body my guy, Michael Cozy, on Twitter. Right. So those are just some of the names from like 1993. How about John Roberts? NASCAR race day lead anchor. Oh man, I mean, and they, yeah, he just left Fox. What year? Yeah. Last year when they did, they, they, I think it was last year they when they cuts. unveiled that new studio and yeah. stuff. They, they cut him. Steve Burns Hall of Fame. Steve Burns passed oh. away. He's a, is he in it or no, is he not in it? Yeah, he's not. Uh, uh, you know, he's a. Yeah. I mean, there's very few broadcasters that are in it. Yeah, so I've, you've got. Buddy, I told Bob Prockers when we had him on the show that I believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> might be getting a little. You, now you're. Look at uh, but it's Bob Pockers. But look at I mean, of course, Ned Jarrett announcer, but driver, he's in it. Yeah. Um Benny Parsons, driver, announcer, he's in it. Buddy Baker, driver, announcer, he's in it. Ken Squire, only announcer, he's obviously in it. Mike Joy needs to be in the Hall of Fame in my opinion. Uh, uh, Mike, I think Mike Joy will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Larry Mack um, is not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? No, and I do not you know they're honestly gonna put him in there. believe I mean he's a two time Daytona five hundred winning crew chief with Earnhardt and Allison. But I said this before, I and I don't know that I've said this on the podcast. I just I feel like he's overrated. I so, don't think that. So, so in in a he fictional be basis, and two names are on the ballot. You got to pick one to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. You got Larry Mack. Comes down to Larry Mack. Or you got Cole Pern. Who are you putting in the Hall of Fame? Well, see, that's that's a challenge because Larry Mack's career is over. Cole, oh, well, so Cole Pern, well, yeah, Cole's Pern's is too. Is over. Oh wow. Look what he did. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if you to if Martin Truex's right, if career, you, if you go at it with that name, and I had to pick one of two, yes, I would pick Larry McReynolds only because Larry McReynolds has two Daytona 500 championships. He has probably mid what twenty, maybe maybe twenty something wins as a crew chief, and he also has twenty years of television analyst experience after retiring. So, so I mean, I think that elevates him up more than Cole Pern, but I don't know that that elevates him up to be in the Hall of Fame. Mike Joy or Larry Mack? Oh, well, Mike Joy. Good God. Well, a lot of people would argue Larry Mack. Holy cow. Mike Joy, in my opinion, he's covered like, what, 40 Daytona 500? Yeah, there's no way that Larry Mack would beat Mike Joy into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so. Anyways, moving on from that topic, I'd like to hear from you guys what you guys think who would, uh, what you guys think about the Hall of Fame, the the announcement made today about only three members going in this year or next year, I should say. Um, definitely would like to see some people's feedback well, and on that. Well, they're splitting it up, too. I mean, it's going to be like, what, two from, what, the modern era and two, one from like, yeah, not two, the modern era? Two from the modern era. No, no, it's only three inductees. So, right, so two in, from the modern era and one from and one, earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, one from the so pioneer that ballot. Cuts, that even cuts the list down to two, really, from yeah. the drivers that we kind of know from – from the 80s right. and 70s, 80s, and and, and, right. and not and 90s and all. So I could see, like, Harry Hyde going in. I believe. Is he not already in? Or um, Harry Gant, excuse me. Oh, Harry Hyde, uh, I don't know. I think he was on the ballot. I don't know that he got in. I don't think. Nah, I don't know. I, don't know. I could see Harry Gant going in. Absolutely. I could From see. From the Pioneer Ballet. Yeah. I want to see. I, would he be in the? I mean, he raced in the 90s. He won all his races in the 90s. But he was modern, a late bloomer. But that's not modern era. The, I, think, I thought the modern era was the 70s and on. Is that confirmed? I think so. I by, think the modern by era, what they're doing? I think so. I think because it seems like modern era read. nowadays is like nineties and up. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. Tim Richmond, Harry Gann are two people that should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Anyways, uh, four Cup races this year have qualifying on the same day as the race. 
Um, obviously, Pocono with the doubleheader. Indy, they've done that the last couple of years. But Kentucky and Richmond, the second Richmond I will note, which is a night race, will both have qualifying the day of the race. Those two are night races, Kentucky and Richmond. Qualifying will take place mid-afternoon. Um, your thoughts on that? I don't know if I've ever really been a fan of same-day qualifying. It kind of gives it like an Xfinity feel in my opinion. I remember a couple years ago, Martinsville 2017, um, when Kyle won there, they had qualifying the morning before the race. I don't know if I'm if I'm a fan of that. Um, See, I'm a fan of it if I'm not going to the race. If I, yeah, if you're because not going then to the it's race. like a it's like a lot of NASCAR on TV. You yeah. watch qualifying, and then you know you you get the race, and it's all that you know you got a whole day of really racing to talk about. Um, but you know, if I'm trying to make a weekend out of an out of a race, then it's not a lot of fun because you know it's kind of what's the well, What's yeah, and like I don't, I don't, I just don't like it from the fact, like you know, what if someone blows an engine in in qualifying? What if somebody yeah, wrecks I mean, in qualifying? And then you got like you got like two, really like two hours, one and a half hours to pull out the backup to change an engine on top of the race prep you're already trying to do that day, and it's just, it just seems like a lot to cram into one I'd, day. I'd say though that that seems to be from memory because we're back to single car qualifying now. It seems like that used to happen a lot more back. Back in the day when there was single car qualifying, yeah. but you know, but you know, like David Rudiman's flip at Michael McDowell's flip at Texas and all that. I mean, seems like that happened. You see a lot more of that. You don't see as much of that today as you did. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it certainly put a team in a bind. There's no question. Yeah, about like that. let's take this for example. So, like Michael McDowell, they they have uh, qualifying the same day as the race at Texas, and Michael McDowell uh, it breaks loose on him and he goes headfirst in the wall. He's flipping. And then he's got to get in that same, or not the same car, but he's got to get in that car an hour and a half, two hours later, and race. Right. Well, that's true. The man's I mean, still yeah, trying I mean, to collect his brain cells. I know. I, I agree with you there. I totally agree I with that. I just don't. I mean, that seems that's too jumbled for me. Um, I think the thing about Pocono, too, is is the, the only way that this is going to work is they're not going to have qualifying for both races. They're no. just going to have qualifying for, for one race. And then, the what, the finishing order, is it like inverted or something? Or yeah, is it, they're doing some sort of an invert, yeah. But of course, you reckon that you got to use the same car both races. Yeah. You reckon that one race, obviously, you take a backup car out and you start last in the second race. Right. That's going to be an interesting weekend. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, it's something we've never seen before. Yeah. But Usually, I go into every weekend with like already like mentally prepped. Like, okay, well, this is probably what I'm going to see. This is probably what's going to happen in practice. You know, this is what to look out for. These are the guys to watch for. You know, just kind of stuff in my mind. Uh, mentally prepping myself for the weekend and what to see, and then I think going into Pocono this year, I'm just going to be like, "Well, see, I look at roll it, the die, roll them out well, there, let's I, see what happens." I look at it as, uh, "Okay, you had a bad race, so they just redo it tomorrow. Going to get a redo tomorrow." Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, but I, I still believe. What are the odds that one guy I, wins I, both? Races? I told you that I believe that's going to happen, and I think that's going to put a uh, could be. I think that's going to put a damper on the whole the whole excitement of it. I think you're going to see. You know how pissed the people of Pocono uh, yeah, are if Kyle Busch wins back to I back. I think you will. I think that would put a damper on the whole thing. Like, oh well, this didn't quite work out like we want. The same. I think you're going to have the same cars. Because both uh, let's be honest, we're talking realistically. I can th- three guys come to my head that are good at Pocono: uh, Kyle Busch. Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and then I throw like two maybes in there is Denny Hamlin and like Ryan Blaney. Mm-hmm. But the three guys I mentioned off the so first Denny three Ham- guys. Did you say Denny Hamlin? Yeah, I mean he won there yeah, this he's past. Yeah, he's won a lot there. Yeah, I mean, but you know he's been kind of inconsistent right. here lately with at, at that track. So it's like, eh, 
if you if you expect to see like Kyle Busch win one day and then um hell like Jimmy Johnson win the next day I mean that might not be yeah, I mean I, all I'm saying what I'm trying to say is don't be surprised if we see a back to back winner here's the other thing that that I mean there's here's the other scenario what if it is like pouring down the rain Saturday well it's a good is thing it, we got a two week break after is that. it just one race. I mean, no. I think what would it be, be a, a Sunday Monday? It would be a Sunday Monday. That would be so. I mean, that's the a options are limitless scenario. because we have a two week break right after that. Well, right, but the two week break is for the Olympics, which for the Olympics they, they have it, to put the race on TV for at the, some point. Yeah, for the Olympics, but I don't think NASCAR would have a problem like if it rained right. out that weekend to go like Monday Tuesday because they well, have nothing to right. prep for. I mean, for. it's gonna it's it's gonna ruin the fan experience. But yeah. but the, the other thing is weather. It could be cool on Saturday, could be hot and sunny on Sunday, and that could change who who has a good yeah. finish but i still think it's going to be we might we might go to that we might we might have to check pocono out didn't we mention <laughs> that that we kind of did we what was the drive to pocono what's the drive like to pocono seven race? hours it's, it's only you know, pennsylvania you know, okay i mean you, you you're comfortable sleeping in the car you do that enough so there's no problem in just sleeping in the car overnight. well i gotta rest i gotta rest you know getting getting proper rest before a race weekend is, is key because i come back on monday and usually got to collect all all my brain cells back what are you looking up the drive to Pocono? Yeah, so it's only six. It's six hours. Wow. I mean, that's, that's that's totally doable. I mean, that's what was the drive to New York? Uh, like nine? No, what, was it? it was nah. it, no, it was like seven. Yeah, so seven. That's that, and that so didn't feel bad. that long. No. Um, so that's totally doable. Yeah, but um, so that might be might be something we. When we is have. that race? Uh, June twenty eighth or twenty ninth. I don't know something what like that. This? I don't know. But, uh, hey, for you Chase Elliott fans, like the one sitting beside me, maybe. Are you, oh, are you a Chase Elliott stop. fan? I don't know. Chase unveiled his Kelly Blue Book scheme today, which is, in my opinion, a very underrated scheme um, that he will run at Sonoma in Kentucky this year. I know you're a big fan of the Kelly Blue Book I am Blue a Book big scheme. fan of the scheme. I love the scheme, but I think I like last year's better. Really? The one that's on Heat 4 now. Okay. Yeah, I think I like that one better and looking at it again. But you never know what this car is going to look like on track. That's true. Sometimes I'm like, this paint scheme is all right, and then I see it on track, and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. Um, I think they do an amazing some, – some teams and paint jobs just don't – they just look like they put it together. But I think Chase always has some great paint schemes. Yeah. And the Hooters one's really awesome this year. The Hooters one is, is – so he unveiled I gotta get the his black scheme. That. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really cool to see um, what tracks he races that on and for there to, to see that – that car in person i imagine they'll try and run it at a night race because that it, that scheme will look great under the lights in my opinion the fire suit looks great um yeah chase has always had some really good mm-hmm. schemes um one that really sticks out in my head is 2017 sun energy the black one black and like it kind of had like the purple burst on it that car looked really i good think his throwback team. schemes are also great. yeah his, his throwbacks it's that are blue all, yeah it's the blue and the white i mean it, yeah. blue and white looks very good together yeah so uh we'll, we'll definitely have to look out for that kelly blue book is um they they were originally with junior weren't they yeah they sponsored junior when Did he was the at, whole car <clears throat> When he was at Hendrick, what was the whole car they did a sponsorship for? I think he ran a couple a couple races with Kelly Blue Book, yeah, and uh, they've jumped over to Chase. So he usually does like a couple races in Kelly Blue Book, um, that scheme per year. So have to look out for that at Sonoma in Kentucky. Um, for our gamers out there listening, Tony Stewart announces a deal with Monster Games to make a sprint car game. 
Well, and I think it's already coming out. It's yeah. Like, it's like next month? We'll be available this month. This month. For download just on for... Uh, Xbox, PS4, oh, and you all can that down- stuff. Is it da- it's just a download game? No, I think you can get it. I think you can download it and get a hard copy. Don't quote me on that, though, but I imagine you can. I kind of want to get the game, see what it's like, It's especially if it's two-player. What, you don't want to play? I, I want to see if it's two-player. Yeah. We got screwed on the indie game thinking that was two-player. Yeah, even though that game's really fun, though. It's really realistic. Screw whoever that was who wrecked me. I'm still not – I have not played that game since that that happened. That pissed me off so bad. But uh, speaking of eSports, Coca-Cola has signed a multi-year deal to become the title sponsor of iRacing's NASCAR series, replacing Peak Auto. I don't know. I don't – I don't Are you an eSports fan? Well, it's growing. You know what? Shout out to Darian. Who we had on the show a couple years ago, or years, excuse me, a couple, <laughs> couple weeks ago. Um, shout out to him, man. He, uh, William Byron went out to Vegas yesterday and, and did like a NASCAR Heat 4 challenge, and uh, Darren ended up beating William, which is a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty cool chip to have on your shoulder right there. You just beat William Byron, so shout out and to him, did, man. who did Daniel Silvestri beat one time? Um, was Matt it No, Matt oh, DiBenedetto. Matt yeah. yeah. And Sil- Silvestri, by the way, shout out to Daniel Silvestri, who's, who released his, he's going to be uh, back full season for what, Sellers? Yeah, Sellers Burton. R- Burton Racing, and he's going to be at South Boston a lot. Yeah, so we'll, have, we'll definitely have to check out South Boston. I think the first weekend in the racing is March 21st. Yeah, so that's, um, we might have to go we'll down have there. to have Daniel back on the podcast before yeah, we have to kind of preview the season, but absolutely. you were talking about Wait a minute. What were you talking about? You were talking about esports. See, here's kind of where I'm. I don't know, and maybe it's a lot. Not a lot of money. <laughs> maybe I just I don't want to see sponsors sponsoring online video leagues and not like actual race cars that are running in real life. I don't want them to put their money there. Well, but yeah. I, mean, I, I guess I mean I don't believe Coca Cola. Now that I'm talking, I don't think Coke's spending. I would if. I don't think they're spending millions of dollars on this. No, I mean we got to keep in mind esports is just getting started. So I mean they're up. They've upped the the prize winning this year for it was like twenty thousand to win last year. See, now I, it's like thirty thousand, but they split it up. You know, so like the the overall winner takes home like ten or ten or so or something like something that. Something like that. I'm never gonna pay any attention to the esports unless, unless I'm actually got a simulator here and I'm doing it myself. Oh God, I would not. Um, yeah, I'd pay good money to watch you on a sim. I mean, I, I it's just not something I, I, I because I, I I would get jealous that I can't I mean, be I, in it myself. I mean, I find myself every now and then watching those races like the iRacing streamed races and the Heat 4 Pro League races um on YouTube a little bit, but I've never really um personally never really uh got into like watching other people play. I I will say though when they um aired the finale on NBC last year, right. I did watch a little bit of that, and that was kind of cool to watch. But well, I mean, uh, one thing I'm I'm considering, and this is nowhere near esports, is getting that Xbox subscription or whatever it is. Oh, Xbox Live to potentially race and lobbies, the Heat Four lobbies. Yes. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind of cool. Um, but you can also do that with like other games too. So you can do that with like F1, right? And like Red yeah, Fest, once you get it, yeah, play exactly. online for those. Exactly. Yeah, even like Grand Theft Auto, you can do that. For but uh, I know a lot of our listeners out there um, are game a lot and uh, are are big followers of the esports leagues and stuff. Um, so that's kind of exciting for them to have um, Coca Cola. I know a lot of people have been very critical of esports. I was just and, about to say that because we never touched that. on that. They're, no, that we never. And out. there's a reason that we didn't. I think it's a very it's kind of like touch and go. Um, Brad Keselowski's brother Brian said some kind of controversial things about it. But like, look, my opinion is, I think a lot of it. A lot of people were like, these these kids are getting media days and getting like photo shoots and all that stuff, and they're getting sponsors and they're having car owners like Denny Hamlin and William Byron. 
to me, it's like, look, if that's if that's what it needs to get it going, like, so be it. If that's the way the gaming is set up and there's money involved and all that, I mean, that's just, it's just a different, it's, I mean, they have gaming competitions all across the world right. for different types of gaming. Yeah, esports is growing not just with NASCAR. I mean, you think of, like, Fortnite and you think of, like, PUBG and, and all the, I'm not a tremendously big gamer myself, but, like, esports, I know that esports is on the rise, and I think it's smart that NASCAR's kind of introduced it, and if it takes media days for these these guys to to get their name out and right. for teams to really showcase them, so be it. And, and I mean, that's I don't. What it takes. It, it, I mean, it's not to me. It's not. I mean, it's they're excellent at this game. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I, and I'm not saying. I mean, I, I think it's great. I mean, gamers. There are some really unbelievable gamers out there. But at the same time, I don't. I don't say this is. You know, they can do what they do in this game on a racetrack. I don't believe that necessarily. No. No, there's um, a fine line between being a NASCAR driver and an esports right, driver. Exactly. But I think it's good because a lot of guys who are esports, who participate in the esports, they look at William Byron like that's our guy. Like that's the right. guy who made it out of, you know, who graduated from quote unquote video games and who is now a driver. Like that's who they yeah. look up to. And he's now an owner of an esports team, I believe. And so, like, I think it's good because, like, even Dale Jr. said, like, you know, when I was coming up through the ranks, like, I was playing iRacing and stuff before right. it was even big. So, well, and it, it even gives those people who, you know, are never going to actually be NASCAR drivers in the Cup Series in real life. I mean, it gives them that void to fill. Yeah. Um, because they can be successful at that and they can potentially yeah. earn money at that. So, yeah. It's just it's a fun thing to do. I've never played iRacing. I'd love to. I would love I would love to have iRacing. I mean, I played a video game on my computer for years that is similar to how you drive and and all of that. Totally different than Heat, you know, where it helps you in the corners and all that. I yeah. mean, there was none of this. And I mean, so I this is I'm not at all saying I'm some iRacing driver, but I know that's the type of of feel and the type of you know, look that you have when yeah. you're playing the game. And I love, I would play that game for hours and I'd have the steering wheel and all that. I love that game. I would yeah. love to have that back. Yeah. So Barstool sports and NASCAR have extended their partnership because Barstool quote, authentically loves the sport end quote. Um, they, I know they, they played a big part in the sport last year. They were at Daytona. Portnoy was in Daytona and Talladega and in Bristol and, um, sponsored Matt DiBenedetto last year, and um, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm glad that they are once again, you know, joining NASCAR for another season and um and stuff. But I kind of have mixed feelings on this, and I know a lot of people in the NASCAR community do as well. Um, I like Barstool. I think Barstool and NASCAR can do a lot together. They can really grow together because Bar Barstool is still growing. Um, NASCAR is kind of back on the uptick, so I, I do like this move, but. Barstool, it kind of has that like frat guy feel. So it's like, you know, like a lot of like the people who follow Barstool is just kind of follow it for the comedy and not really like the seriousness of like the sport. And like, like I said, it just kind of has that like frat type feel. And if you know what I'm talking about, then, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But if, if you don't, I don't know. It's just reading the comments when they posted about Haley Deegan joining Ford were kind of like disgusting. And it was, like, typical, like, immature. Huh? Oh, sorry. I'm looking at hats to bounty. Uh, I, like the I think I like the white one better. Oh, then get the white one. The whole white one. Get the white one. Then. Um, but it, they kind of, like, some of their, their, their following, I guess, is what I'm really talking about. Their following is kind of, like, 
this, some of the people who follow them and like you look at their Twitter page and they're kind of always wrapped up in controversy and stuff. Oh, really? And, uh, kind of a little what, bit. I'm sorry. I'm going to sound completely. What is Barstool Sports? So Barstool Sports is pretty much like it's like a growing sports company. The best I can. It, it's kind of like an ESPN, but they do things their own way. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was a bar. <laughs> Get out. I thought it was a company that has bars. No. So they're kind of like an ESPN, but they're like a middle finger up, like FU. We're doing it our own way, and like we don't have a union or anything like that. And they just they, they have a TV. They, they have, on yeah, TV, they, they isn't an app. They no, they put on your TV. TV? Um, they're not on TV, uh, and they don't. I don't know if they have an app as well, but I know they do. Like, a, they're all over Twitter and like social media, pretty much. And they have like podcasts, and they cover pretty much every YouTube. sport. They're on YouTube. Yeah, they yeah. they're on YouTube okay. and all that so stuff. That's how they do their digital. Products. Yeah, so the, so they're they're like, you know, they're growing. They're growing throughout, um, you know, the sports world and stuff. And they've definitely made a lot of strides. And and Dave Portnoy is taking a lot of interest in the sport and he's like CEO and president of uh, Barstool Sports and actually um, they're um, actively talking to teams looking for a, a driver slash car to align with for 2020 so um, we saw them sponsor DeBetadetto at Talladega with the one bite pizza car see I and, see um, maybe I'm wrong I see based on what you're telling me I see somebody like a Chaser a Blaney being one of those drivers I mean yeah like it would be I like don't a see younger a Byron. I think he's no. too reserved. I mean, cool. he doesn't have the the wow factor, um, or the. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have the cool guy factor yet. Well, I know he's kind of growing that, into it would that be, a little that bit. That one, it would be a conflict of interest with like Liberty sponsoring. Oh, him because but, yeah, Barstool's yeah, like absolutely. Barstool's like big, like so slappy with Bl- like Blaney seems like the perfect, even even way. And I, I, I don't not to harp on, but Blaney's got that rugged look and that. Like Tim Richmond would be the perfect guy if he well, was still that, alive. He's, running. Kind of, he's kind of got that like frat look. Like he's a college right. guy. Yeah, because that's essentially like what these guys are. I mean, they're just like big sports college guy. I don't know. I You'd have to tune I, into Barstool to I really hope understand. They align with somebody like a Tyler Reddick. Um, actually, that they did last year in Xfinity. Oh he wore, gosh. He wore a Barstool helmet. No. So uh, we'll we'll definitely have to keep our eye on that. They'll be back at Daytona. We saw their their setup at Daytona this um, past year in 2019. They'll be back at Daytona. Did we? Yeah, yeah, we walked by their vendor. They had like a they had like a big vendor set up. They had like cornhole and everything, but no, nothing was like out set up yet because it was like seven a.m. But oh, okay. they did a lot of stuff down there, and, and Portnoy will be um, back down there. Um, speaking of Daytona, Daytona is announcing that they're approaching a sellout for twenty for the twenty twenty Daytona five hundred, and it will be their fifth straight time they've achieved that feat. Um, that's great. For anybody any- who's saying his NASCAR is dead, like big middle fingers to you. I right haven't gotten the Xfinity tickets yet. Well, we're just gonna get those day of, isn't it? General admission, is it? I think for a lot of Maybe some so, of the seats, yeah, it's like general admission. I don't know. Our luck will be sold out. No. <laughs> if the look, if we're twenty laps in the race and they're running the high line as a train, I'm leaving. I'm going to the. I'm going to that farmers market or whatever across the street. See y'all. But uh, hopefully we we'll be there to cheer on uh, Harrison Burton. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I mean, uh, I we haven't talked about that a lot in the off season is like, who are the Xfinity series stars? And, um, you know, that's, I, I, you know, I could have named them all three or all, all, but I mean, I think Harrison Burton's one of them. Who else? Who drives the, uh, 22 car or the 12 car? Uh, um, Cindric, Austin Cindric. And then there's that guy, what, who drives the six car or is it the six? Not the six. Car, mm, no. Not the six. Um, I mean, 
seems like those are the only two that Chase Briscoe. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's ninety-eight. Up there. That's that's who I was thinking. Yeah, of, I mean, I think Briscoe. it's going to come down to like obviously, I think it's going to be a Gibbs car, probably Harrison, and uh, you know, Harrison and probably like Briscoe to be honest with you. I don't know. It's going to be interesting this year because last year we went in there, we knew who the guys were going to be. We knew it was going to be Bell and Reddick and and Custer, and those guys have graduated from that series and moving on to be rookies. Oh, now, well, of course, so. there's juniors cars, Noah Gregson, and there's. Yeah, uh, but Michael they could and and Al Guy and stuff. But and, uh, they kind of had a rough year last year, so they yeah. be looking out for them to bounce back in the Xfinity Series this year. It'll be interesting to watch the truck race down there too. We'll be watching that on TV. Uh, but hopefully, uh, we you know I mean that's we got a busy schedule, so I mean yeah, well I'm sure we'll be able to catch it. I mean on TV. Yeah, we're talking about going down there, going to the beach, going. We were able to watch it last racing. year when we got there. We watched it last year. Remember Did all we? the wrecks? Yeah. Did we watch it in real time? Yeah. Okay. So, we'll uh, Yeah, we'll I guess you're see. right, because we're going to get down there at what time? Like two? Yeah, probably something like yeah, that. Yeah, two or three, so okay. Praying that nobody leaves their wallet. Ugh. Timothy, don't leave your wallet. Not going to happen. And we're going to be in a rental car, too. We talked about that last week. Actually, we're driving the dog van from Dumb and Dumber down there this year. So, if you see a dog van, just know it's your favorite podcasters for the lead. Wheeling that baby down there. Really? But, uh, I kind of want to transition now into our favorite Bush Clash um, race slash memory. Oh, does it have to be the Bush Clash, or can it be just the shootout? Can it be any? Oh uh, yeah, shoot it, shootout Bush. I just call it Bush Clash because that's what it is now. Okay. Because I don't think it was Bush when. Um, well, you go ahead for your memory. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd have to go back and 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 look. Um, I mean, the the only one, the one that stands out to me. And that's because I just watched it recently because I think the you know the, I love hearing Buddy Baker and Ken Squire and Ned Jarrett and all those on that last lap. I mean it was a 2001 where Sterling Marlin had the lead in the 40 car. Jeff Gordon was in second. Gordon made this huge move, um, like almost in the grass to pass him, and Jarrett got all the momentum on the outside. And then as they were going into turn three, Jarrett took it three wide, took the lead, cleared them, and as they were coming into the trioval, Ricky Rudd spun hit the wall started flipping there's that there's that's the one that stands out to me the most i mean, there's got to be other ones that i'm totally missing that i just can't think of i mean i know what ricky rudd another one he flipped back years ago back in like the 80s remember he had, he had to tape his eyes open yeah. um, um what about you probably remember a lot more of the current ones than i do because yeah. i don't really remember 08 kind of stuck out to me that was a pretty good one but my favorite one was 2012 when Kyle spun out, oh, saved yeah, it, I saw the, I saved saw it like recently. two or three times, yeah. and came back and beat Tony Stewart in a photo finish. That was, that's my favorite one. That's one that really sticks out to me. But I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really remember I, see, a lot I mean, of Bush. That's what I'm, I'd have to go back Budweiser and look at like a YouTube video and, of like all, all the Bud shootouts from like or the end of. I'd have to look at the endings. Yeah, the endings are what to remember the most. Yeah. I'm sure, there's a YouTube video that because I know there's a Daytona 500 when I'm sure there's like a YouTube video somebody's put together the endings of all the Bud shootouts. Yeah, definitely not the 2019 <laughs> Bush class. That was that was a snoozer. But they've right got there. that iconic poster back for, from from the Bush class. I hope they sell and, those. I mean, of course, I say poster. It's more like a graphic now. But yeah. I I want one of those. I really hope for they sell those. The I really um, hope they sell those. I need to talk to that candidates guy too. When we're if we ever see the candidate, the actual candidates guy, I don't know what he looks I like. I don't either. But I want to see if he has any more posters that are like old posters. Back in stock that is all he has in the store. I don't think that's all he has. They they seem like they're always putting out like well, there was a lot of different. I don't remember all those hats being there last. No, time. no, they so, weren't. So he's he's got a he's got a stockpile of stuff. 
so I have to ask him about that. Right. He, the whole upstairs is probably full of stuff that he. We just need to tell him what we want, and he goes up there and pulls it out. Well, of we box. should tell him like, "Hey, we do a podcast. You just kind of give us like, ex- like exclusive, right, we'll, we'll kind of like first yeah, pick. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you free ads on the podcast. Yeah, which we kind of been doing, <laughs> right? Been doing, but uh, we 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 should reach out to him. That'd be. Uh, but if you are a race fan and you're going to the Martinsville race and you're driving through Roanoke to Martinsville, you're going to drive through a town called Boone's Mill, and you've got to stop there. And and go into Canada's hobby shop because you're gonna you're gonna be wild if you're if you love vintage NASCAR stuff. Right. It's like it's 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 just a pot of gold for us because, I mean, I would love to get into building models again. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted got to all build the old one models. model. They've got all the old. Models. I've never built a model. I kind of just want to build one. We should both get a model next time and get the paint for it and all that, and see who can who, who's look which one looks the best. We'll definitely not build it the fastest because I want to take my time and make sure it like looks good and everything. Oh uh, yeah, but I want to get the I want to get the Rainbow Warrior one. Oh yes, yeah. so that is that will be a very tough one to paint. It will, but I like a challenge, so we'll have to see about that. But now it's time to debate. You guys voted, so we're gonna debate on it. The sixteen versus twelve driver playoff field. I've kind of I've kind of been on this. We've kind of hit on this a few times throughout recording episodes and stuff. I think sixteen's way too much. If you look at it, if you look at the field this year, there's only like. 32 full-time cars running 16 that's like half the that, field that's half the field that's half the field making the playoff that's ridiculous um i think and, the, and to put it that way really puts it in perspective too i think the playoff should be held to exclusive guys it's an elite group of people who made the playoffs who've made the final 10 who earn the right to race for a championship even yeah. like you know when 16 make it it's like you know they're gonna be the first four eliminated come the first round because it's usually guys who you know got lucky on a restrictor plate race or pointed their way in can i ask how you came to the 12 number um i was thinking 10 i would that's what i'm thinking 10 which is what they used to do 10 races 10 drivers yeah i would like 10 but i think before they jumped to 10 they would skip down to 12 that's why i did 12 um and 12 because that's what it was before they went to because 16. I don't, well, and they couldn't they couldn't eliminate four if they did ten. They'd have to eliminate like what F- five two, and then no, no, five no, and then one and then four. No, I think it would be two, right? Yeah, two a race or three a race. Three, yeah, six, it would, nine. It would it would it'd be, uh, it'd be th- no, it would be t- maybe t- it'd be two a race and then the final four. Yeah. So you get to six. You, you six are eliminated and then you have that final four. Yeah, I think ten would be great, but I thought twelve would be something more broad to. Um, expand on because I think when we get to the round of twelve, that's when everybody really starts to like hone in and be like, okay, these guys. And really I don't know that this is shot. much of a debate because I don't know that we're debating against each other on this. Well, this was yeah, um, well, you yeah, right. you may agree with me, but this is I, what was voted on. So the people. No, I know. Yeah, opinion. I'm just saying between me and you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think sixteen's too many. I would love to hear someone argue. Unless my driver's not in that sixteen. Yeah, I would love to hear someone rebuttal and tell me a reason why. Well, I sixteen told you, is good. I told you the reason a couple weeks ago, which was NASCAR wants as many to include as many fans as possible, which is why they made it sixteen. Which they don't want a, a fan who pulls for a driver knowing they're never going to be in the playoffs. I thought that was one of the reasons why they expanded it so much to give more fans something to pull for and come to the races. Um, but I, yeah, I think sixteen is just it is too much. It's half the field. It's like the NBA half. <laughs> I mean, eight teams from each conference. And that's conference. another good per, good way to put it in perspective. Eight, eight teams from each conference makes it, and there's only like 30 yeah. NBA teams. So, like, that's like half the league makes the playoffs. And 
You know, well, and you, I you think just wanna, you want to stay. It also, I think, boils down to, again, of course, I know we had 10 before. We had none before. It was just points. But it also boils down to what, if it's not 16 and it's down to 10, it, it, it now we're even deeper into, well, what are all the other, these other guys even racing for? Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think it also gives, when NASCAR has it as 16, it gives more fans something to pull for for, you know, wider selection. But it also gives more drivers something to race for look there is a fine line of being in the playoffs and being a playoff threat and right. like and we're talking about like a ricky stenhouse making the playoffs and a ryan newman and a ryan newman and that type of thing you know and like you know, i totally i i mean it's almost like the wild cards they're the wild cards that get in because yeah. they're the lower whatever lower seeds and i, I know it's fun to kind of like I know it's fun to, you know, it comes down to the final weeks of the regular season to be like, who's going to get the 16th you know, spot? But we could do that with the 12th and 10th spot. It's almost like they should figure out a way. When we talk about wild cards. It's almost like they should figure out a way to have a batch of wild cards and then only like one or two of those wild cards join the rest of the group. Well. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, if it were 16, six of them are wild cards and only one of them or only two of them can join the group to make it twelve. Yeah, but they would maybe start the started a little well, bit earlier in the season. Yeah, well, with like five races to go before the regular season ends, you take people, you take seeds eleven through sixteen. So the top ten are locked into the top, final. 10 top races. ten are locked. So you take eleven through sixteen, and they have a wild card battle for the final two spots for the eleventh and twelfth. I think that seed see, in the playoffs. I think that'd be. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be entertaining. It would be. It it add a it add a final spin to the regular season. Right, because it's gotten to a point now somewhat where of course yes you win and you're in and somebody from the outside can can win and get in but you pretty much know points wise it's it's I mean it's not going to change much. Yeah. Uh it's that last race but a lot of times it's like somebody's got to have something catastrophic happen on lap 1 right. and miss all the stage points and everything and there yeah. and, and for somehow missing. And who, who knows? I mean, you have that battle between 11th through 16th. That could spark somebody's momentum. I think that to make a playoff run like Tony Stewart in 2011 when he didn't win a race and he was like we don't even deserve to be here and then won 5 of the 10 races and won the championship. Came in with some momentum whatever that was it was I guess it was a chip on his shoulder right. him saying they don't deserve to be there. I think we I think we've hit on something. So maybe maybe some NASCAR execs will listen and to I this. If I see podcast. a NASCAR exec in Daytona, I am going to uh, discuss that. I will make that sure. May, I'll make sure to something. email up with Steve Phelps tomorrow. Yeah, and that may be something we've 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 caught on to. Be like, listen, we've got an idea, but we gotta get we gotta get through that uh, that dickhead. Uh, what is his name? Bill from Daytona who won't let us in the infield yes. or whatever. We gotta get hit through him first before we can get the, to the NASCAR execs. But um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, that's the show. That's the show this week. A uh, little programming alert. We've we've been recording a little bit later. We've been recording on Wednesdays the last couple of weeks um, because uh, we just have some stuff going on. Next week's episode will also be recorded on Wednesday, so be looking out for that. It'll be out Wednesday night too. So and the and the next weeks will be on Wednesday. And the next weeks will be on Wednesday as well, uh, following the Daytona 500. So after Vegas, we'll be back on our Monday regularly scheduled our programming. regular scheduling programming. But and, um, I mean, next week's going to be a huge. It's going to be a big gonna episode. Be amped up we're going to have a lot to cover, and we're going to have a lot to look forward to with uh, the duels being the next day, and obviously the 500 that weekend. We're going to be 
you know, we'll be rolling right down to Daytona right after we'll we know record. That we'll know who's on the pole. We'll know yeah. who won the clash. We'll, we'll practice. We'll, you know, Arca. We'll be able to talk about yeah. Arca, how Natalie Decker does. Good luck to her. And Haley Deegan. Haley Deegan, good luck to her. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be very, very uh, cool to, to get through all that. Yeah, so and definitely then, we'll have some we'll have some content, uh, some some good, enjoyable content for you guys to hit on. We hope you guys – I guess this marks our final episode of, of the off season. Um, so we've made it through the off season. Uh, the off season is a little bit of a grind because when you do a podcast and there's some weeks that go by and there's just really not much NASCAR stuff going on, you really got to search for content and make it interesting. And we, when you have podcasts an hour, an hour and 30 plus like we do and stuff, um, you know, we... It's a long podcast. Yeah, we, we work hard for you guys to... Hopefully you guys enjoy the show and and try and bring up fun topics to debate on like we just did and um you know obviously sprinkle in a few nascar news and and stuff too so we hope you guys have enjoyed the off-season version of for the lead um next week can't believe it we're we're gonna be racing this weekend uh somewhat so we'll be back next we week we need to do an episode where we take like calls from fans that would be uh, like, put be it cool. out like uh, you know as as it's happening and and, and call in now to uh, well to see call that in we do that and then Miss Cheryl calls you from Grand Home Furnishings <laughs> and we have her on the podcast. I'll have her on. My well, remember the time we called my grandma and then she said we doxed her. We we double crossed her because we called her while she was like doing the dishes or whatever. Oh yeah. She didn't know what to say. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Great memories, but uh, this wraps up uh, the offseason of the lead. Next week, we officially roll into the 2020 NASCAR season in a brand new decade. So, any final closing thoughts from Timothy? I'm Ray excited. I, I am very excited. So, I think next week's going to be a super excited episode. Uh, I mean, you could be coming in with Kyle Busch already getting his first win of the weekend. Yeah. Win of February, or, or I could be with uh, Chase could get a win. I don't yeah, know. Uh, we'll, we'll oh, well, see. I mean. Who do you think is going to win it? Let's end the with the Bush Clash. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really predicted that. So, I mean, um, who's going to win the Clash? Just say one driver. Sure. Or you can give two. I'll say one driver. Since it's only 18 car field. Uh oh, 18 car field. Uh, well, Kyle Busch is my pick to win the Daytona 500. So for the Bush Clash, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. You're going to go with Hamlin. <laughs> Scratch it. I'm going to go with Byron. Oh, going to go with Byron. I'll go with Byron. Going to go with Byron. I'm trying to think of all the guys that are in this race. I can pull it up. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, see, I think I think a Penske driver is going to win it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go, which I'm not. I'm not doing this. Blaney. I'm, no, Logano. I'm going to go Logano. Yeah, I was going to say Logano, but I really don't. I didn't really um, didn't but want I'm to. Not, that's not who I'm pulling for. But yeah. you know, hopefully Chase can get it done. So um, I, I pick. I picked. Uh, pick Byron. You pick Logano. Well, definitely have to see. This week, last week's episode, we picked kind of who we thought we were going to be on pole. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, maybe give it a listen what after did I this say? episode. I said Daniel Suarez and, and yeah, you said some crazy Suarez and Chase, uh, something that? like that. Hendrick cars qualify really well, so we'll have to see. But uh, that'll do it for this episode. See you next week. Crash trouble. You have any popcorn? <laughs>